The Chaser Report is proudly sponsored by depression. Hey, buddy, are you doing okay? No? Well, neither are we. Listen to the podcast. We need help. Please. Striving for mediocrity in a world of excellence, this is The Chaser Report. Hello and welcome to The Chaser Report for Thursday, the 29th of July, 2021. And Dom, finally some good news. And I'm not talking about COVID. I'm not talking about Melbourne and Adelaide being out of lockdown. I'm talking about the Olympics. Oh, what great timing, frankly, with this Olympics. Puts a smile on every Australian's face this morning that uh, so far uh, Australia is coming fifth in the medal tally, which is good. You know, it's good to have lots of medals. It's good to be coming fifth. It's an intrinsically good thing to happen. But even better than that, New Zealand is doing terribly in the Olympics and they're coming 37th and they've only won two medals so far. So we've won 15 medals. New Zealand have won two. We are officially seven and a half times Better than New Zealand. Which, when you think about it, just about tracks with population. Oh, shut up about population. That Fuck is, the um, per capita measure. That's a fucking stupid measure. I just think what we should do is say to them, look at the scorecard, New Zealand, look at the medal tally, mm. give us the Bledisloe Cup. Yes. It should be ours. I think that's right. If you look at what they've won the medals for, there's dumb sports, rowing and triathlon, whereas we've won it for really good sports like swimming, rowing, canoe, slalom, whatever that is, and surfing, all the top best Sports. The cool sports. Yeah, the cool, trendy sports. Whereas New Zealand, uh, triathlon. You wouldn't even want to have a medal in that. Like, oh, wow, i got a bronze in triathlon. I'm such an amazing triathlete. You know another a scorecard I was looking at yesterday, Charles? Yeah. Yesterday, Aotearoa, New Zealand, um, as they call themselves mm. these days, they chalked oh, right. up 150 days without any community transmission of COVID-19. Uh, so they're on zero. Yes, for the past zero. And we're on thousands now, thousands. Yeah, yeah we've had like 7,000 since the start of the year or something. Like we are 7,000 times better at COVID outbreaks than them as well. They're like, they'd be further down the table than 37th in the world, my friend. And if you turn the table for who is vaccinated upside down, we are on top in the OECD, whereas New Zealand... You know, aren't. So there you go. That's another success story. Charles, can I just ask you how we feel about being at the point in our emotional journey through this lockdown and podcasting career? We're starting an episode by bragging about being better than a much smaller country at sport. Is this who we are? Is this what we've become? It's okay. If, I know it's yeah. been a rough time and I know we've got to take joy in what we can, but mm. is this what we're taking joy in today? Yes, it is. Fuck you, New Zealand. Yes, it's what we're fucking going to take joy in. New Zealanders, every, if, if you've got any New Zealanders in the audience, fucking turn it off because we grew here. You, um, I don't know. Probably <laughs> grew here from the age of one in most cases. Yeah. On the show today, Sammy Shah talks us through the extraordinary appearance of Senator Matt Canavan on Steve Bannon's podcast. And Gabby has an annoying neighbour. All that and more coming up. But first of all, let's go to Rebecca Dana with the Chaser News headlines. Journalists around the nation have expressed anger after the devious Dan Andrews launched an attack on press freedom by restricting the free movement of coronavirus. Media personalities have begun demanding the Victorian government immediately import COVID from Sydney to allow the media to return to criticising Melbourne as a way to downplay the New South Wales government's fuck-ups. 
An update in the Ben Roberts Smith trial as Robert Smith pleads with the court that they stop judging him by his actions. The future ex-owner of a Victoria Cross has been accused of allegedly committing war crimes and brought shame on the Australian military, which Robert Smith says is completely unfair because if they ask him about his actions, he will sound guilty. Devastation in the Olympic Village as yet another athlete has tested positive for crabs. Since the start of the Games, the village has been plagued by an outbreak, despite the preventative measures set in place by the Olympic Committee. Experts suspect that although the renewable cardboard beds are helping to stop the spread, the renewable cardboard condoms probably aren't. That's the latest headlines from the Chaser Newsroom. I'm Rebecca Dayunamuno, and our audio editor is a real piece of sh- 
Queenslander cubed, really. He's a distilled version of, of everything that's wrong with Queensland. He is, and you're yeah. absolutely right. You know, like, like Bob Catcher was old. They need young. Pauline mm. Hanson's a woman. They need male. Mm. You know, they needed someone who represented everything the state could be. And nothing more so than his recent appearance on Steve Bannon's podcast. Really? Do you? He has time to go on Steve Bannon's podcast. Like, he's a Queensland senator. And he's got time to go on some crank. Uh, are we talking about Steve Bannon, the guy who used to run Trump's office? That's uh, right. So, so yeah. Steve Bannon, for if your listeners aren't familiar, he's the guy who created Breitbart, uh, which is that you know online fake news website that mm. runs stories about uh, Afghan immigrants taking over Europe uh, and other dumb shit like that. Uh, he was Trump's right hand man um, and left hand man, and, and basically holding Trump's hands at many, many times. And, and but it he wasn't had, either, He was the one who came up with the. You know, get rid of Muslims. Right early on in Trump's presidency, he was the yeah. one who sort of wanted to have the Muslim ban. That's right. Remember it was that? one of his many great ideas. Uh, Bannon's an ideas guy. Now, Matt Canavan has appeared on Steve Bannon's new podcast. The podcast is titled very low key, very you know classic American kind of subtlety style War Room Pandemic. That's the name <laughs> of the uh, podcast. Oh um, no. I wish we'd done our podcast with that name. That's a much better name. You missed out. You missed out. You needed to have a meeting with Steve Bannon to figure out how to brand your podcast because this man knows all about branding. The main advertisement on the podcast again and again is from MyPillows. Now, does everyone know what MyPillow is? Something you would use to strangle yourself with if you were on Steve Bannon's podcast. But no, that's the guy (laughs) who, that's a ridiculously pro-Trump um. Yes, so Mike right. Lindell mm. is the owner and CEO of MyPillow, which is a pillow company. And he appears on the podcast on the same episode that, that uh, you know, Queensland Senator Matt Canavan does. And in, the, in his appearance, um, MyPillow's Mike Lindell says that he believes that um, basically Kamala Harris and Biden will soon be arrested for, uh, or rather, sorry, will soon resign after uh, new evidence will appear that they, they interfered with the election and then Trump will be reinstated as president. Oh, yes, this, uh, was the, this was the notion he was going to be back in by August, which is, it's almost August, Sammy, and doesn't seem to yeah. be happening just yet. Well, I mean, you never know, right? I'm holding out hope because I believe in Bannon and, and Bannon would not lie to me. And I know he wouldn't lie to me because the guest he has on after Mike Lindell and just before Matt Canavan is a man that I had not heard of prior to this named Clay Clark. Now, Clay Clark is, you know, a classic American grifter. He runs a website called Thrive 15, which is a company offering online education for entrepreneurs in 15-minute videos. Of course he does. Uh, He's an ardent Christian. The website has many interviews with Christian pastors, including Mm. um, many pastors from Hillsong on there. He has a tour called the Reawaken America Tour, which features Trump supporters and pastors, including Hillsong pastors. He's a COVID skeptic. This is some of the stuff that he talks about on his podcast. Steve, what's going on and how can people participate? Well, uh, what happened was I discovered in January of 2020 that the models that said that 2.2 million Americans would die from COVID-19, those models were false and funded by Bill Gates. The PCR tests are falsely calibrated to inflate the number of cases. The inventor of the COVID PCR test... So 
I don't know if you heard a bit of that. It's a very American kind of style presentation. Mm. Just a lot of steroids, lot a of lot shatter. of um, uh, high fructose, you know, syrup in his system. <laughs> uh, he goes on to claim that the COVID test, COVID isn't real. Uh, the death numbers have been inflated. The vaccines are fake, and that COVID stands for COVID nineteen stands for, and I'm not making this up. Certification of vaccinations ID. AI, uh, AI being one and nine, the corresponding letters in the English alphabet. He then says that the Great Reset is about to happen. That Bill Gates has been microchipping human beings across the planet. He's going to expose all this information. And then Bannon th- asks how people can give money to Clay Clark to promote his next uh, tour, and then introduces Matt Caravan. Oh so, wow. wow! Great company. I mean, you've got to say what a great win for Australia. I mean, just as our Olympic athletes are scooping up gold <laughs> in Tokyo. Matt Canavan is representing our nation at the highest level of podcasting. At the highest absolute level of conspiracy theory podcasting. Matt Canavan then comes on and begins by talking about how there's a conspiracy that CSIRO is training scientists working in the Wuhan lab, the same lab that's believed to be behind COVID-19. He does not, does he? Is that true? He actually says that he's been looking into this. He's been trying to get details on this. And him and journalist Sherry Markson, oh, um, of who, of course, you know from Sky News, are involved in trying to find out how involved Australian scientists are in COVID-19 and the Wuhan lab. He then calls the scientists, and I'm quoting, Humpty Dumpty, like Jello, and guilty of making words mean what they want them to mean, which is literally exactly what Matt Canavan does <laughs> in that entire interview. So, so just, Sammy, do you think, just stepping back a bit, does this, does this explain why the federal government didn't bother to get any vaccines? Because they were listening to Steve Bannon's podcast, this Cassius Clay guy. What, sorry, what's his name? Not Cassius Clay. <laughs> Clay Clark. <laughs> Clay Clark guy. You know, and they went, well, hang on, this is a hoax. We don't need it to get any vaccine. Like, because Matt Canavan, like, he's a fun venture, isn't he? Matt Canavan, I was just trying to remember, you know, what his roles were. And the jobs that he's neglecting is the Deputy Nationals Leader in the Senate. And he's the Deputy Chair of the Select Committee for Job Security. Now, how much job security would you have to have if you've got time to go on Steve Bannon's (laughs) fucking podcast with some invisible, weird fever dream? About the Wuhan lab. I mean, this this guy. Imagine how the like he yeah. he can't get fired by anyone. This guy. <laughs> but in the exact same twenty four period that he did this podcast, he did make one media appearance, and that media appearance was on Sky News to talk about how the Great Barrier Reef Foundation received JobKeeper payments and what an outrage that is, as com- opposed to the silence he's had on the seventy five out of the two hundred ninety nine ASX three hundred listed companies that received two point five billion dollars in JobKeeper payments. So you know he's obviously fighting the good fight for shitty things. I mean, if you're in Queensland, you'd really think this guy's got you. You know, at a time of great crisis, he's really got the important matters top of his agenda. I think what your mistake, Dom, is in the sentence, if you're in Queensland, you really think. And we are assuming a level of cognitive development within the average Queenslander that just is not evolutionarily possible at any stage at this point. I think that's very scientific. 
Sammy. I'm yeah. glad you, As you ended know. on such a rigorous scientific. <laughs> I am the Clay Clark of Australian. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you should perhaps mention it to the CSIRO. They might be able to do yeah. an investigation into it. Yeah, I do hope I'm not ruining your listenership in Queensland, by the way, at this point. You're probably oh, going to be hunted. We don't want them. And anyway, they probably don't really understand it. They probably just yeah. listen to it for the noises. That's I, true. I do love, though, the chutzpah, Sammy, of you coming on a shitty podcast to make fun of Matt Canavan going on a <laughs> shitty podcast by people whose careers are, are over. To be fair, I'm doing this on my own dime, not on taxpayer dime. <laughs> that That's the only true. difference between myself and Matt Canavan. I'm losing money to be here. I'm very keen to listen to this podcast. Thank you. Have we just boosted Pandemic War Room with um, Steve Bannon's uh, numbers, perhaps? I'm pretty sure Steve Bannon does not need to worry about listenership numbers from Australian Chaser fans. Um, But you know what? Screw it. Let's do this. Let's get so many people to listen to his podcast that it crashes his website. If you can do that, you've done something good, Chaser people. The Chaser Report. News you can't trust. So, Dom, have you been keeping up with the Ben Robert Smith defamation trial? I keep um, just occasionally seeing the odd flit of um, horrors through my news feed. Uh, how's he going? Yeah. Is, he, is he innocent yet? Well, look, I don't understand why Kerry Stokes, who's, who's the head of Channel 7, is backing his defamation suit because it doesn't seem to be going very much in his favour. On Monday, uh, we heard evidence from four Afghan farmers that uh, he'd actually kicked uh, a, uh, a farmer, handcuffed farmer, off a cliff um, and ended up killing him. Um, and, and remember, this is a suit that Ben Robert Smith, you know, he's a Channel 7 executive now, he mounted the case. Mm. He mounted, the, it, like, he's doing this case of his own choice. Right. You would hope that a senior media executive would have heard of a thing called the Streisand Principle. But anyway, so it, it was all very, very, very confusing until I heard about this new show that Channel 7's bringing out and it all suddenly made sense. Life in Afghanistan can be pretty tough, but for some, it's about to get a whole lot tougher. We've got 12 desperate Afghani farmers just trying to stay alive, but only one will be able to impress Australian Special Forces soldier Ben Robert Smith. Find out who it'll be on Channel 7's Farmer Wants His Life. Ali Jan, a 36-year-old farmer from the village of Darwan, is hoping to captivate the SAS soldier by performing a medley of cold chisel songs. Mm, he'll have to do more than that to impress Ben after Quadratula left the soldier speechless last night by somehow cooking a Bunnings snag in the middle of Uruzgan province, over 8,000 kilometres from the nearest Bunnings. This could really hurt Ali Jan's chances of staying alive tonight. Will he stay until next week, or will he be handcuffed and kicked off a cliff? Find out at tonight's execution ceremony. Farmer Wants His Life, tonight on 7. Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. 
The Chaser Report. Now with extra whispers. Now you'd think that the news that lockdown in Sydney was going to be extended by four weeks would be enough on all of our plates to deal with. But Gabby Bolt has more. Hello, Gabby. Oh, my God. I am about to go insane. I feel like that scene in any bad sci-fi movie where they put the lasers on the enemy's brain and then they turn into soup. Mm-hmm. It's where soup I'm at. Soup brain. Yeah, soup brain. I, I can't function. I can't even think because all I can hear is like a 2010 EDM beat. I lie awake at night. Even if it's not playing, I can hear it. So hang on. So is this you saying that you're hallucinating or is this a neighbour issue? Well, it's one of those things, isn't it? I thought I was hallucinating for about three days because I swear I, I could hear something. I could hear like this low. I could feel it. It wasn't even something I could hear. I could feel it. This low pulsing beat. I thought I was dying. And then finally, we figured out that our neighbor right on the back of our house, Mm. all locked down the entire time, every single day from the hours of 1 till around 7 p.m., has been blasting subwoofer. But Gabby, think of it from his perspective. He's got to deal with lockdown. Like, you know, we all have our self-medication. I get it. And and I also have to deal with lockdown. And, and I don't know if I've ever told you guys this, but but my way of dealing with lockdown is just um, becoming a serial killer. So um, <laughs> I hope that he will think the same way when I go over there mm. and knock him off the ladder that he seems to perpetually be on to chop down a tree that doesn't seem to ever come down. So wait a minute, he's putting on music mm. yes. in, in what, his living room or something? As far as I'm concerned, it's in my head. He's an EDM like, woodchopper. But, no, wait a minute, yeah. but, but then he's going outside. So he's not listening not, to the music. He's just going outside. And, and how is he doing the chopping? Is, he, is it with a... So he has an, an axe... With an X. And he's on a ladder. Oh, great. Here's the kicker. Today we finally thought, you know what, before we call the cops for the fifth time, let's see if we can mm. solve this ourselves because clearly it's just nothing's being done. Let's try and do the normal yes. thing and try and converse yes. with this person. Maybe they're just not aware. Don't know how you could be not aware. And we couldn't get his attention. Mm. He couldn't hear us calling from our backyard, not because the music was too loud, because he's wearing noise-isolating headphones. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> there is a very simple solution to this whole thing. You've obviously got a bit of COVID brain. You're not seeing things straight. It's very easy how to solve this once and for all. You don't even have to involve the cops. All you have to do, Gabby, yeah. is sneak <laughs> into the house Right. Of the guy with the axe and turn off his music. He's got the head, head, head things on. He's not going to hear that you've turned it off. Well, I, I, I again, I've thought this through. We finally got his attention, right, through, you know, air signals uh, and lasers on the ground. <laughs> and when he took his headphones off, he was like, oh, yeah. what's the problem? And we said, hey, mate, just, just, I don't know if you've ever thought about this, but just during lockdown, do you mind just like turning the bass off? We didn't even say turn off the music. And he goes, oh, absolutely, no worries. Sorry it was bothering you. It's off for about three minutes and then it turns back on again. Mm. Actively switched back (laughs) on. I heard the neighbour next to him go, hey, mate, do you mind mind turning turning that off just while we're all in lockdown? He goes, oh, yeah, no worries. I'm sorry, I wasn't aware. Four minutes later, switches it back on. We went back out again, second time. Mate, sorry, it's, it's, it's really, it's really loud. It's really awful. Do you mind turning it off? Oh, yeah, sorry, no worries. It gets turned off for about five minutes and then switched back on. I am losing my mind. I don't know what else yes. to do. Oh, gosh. Well, but I- look, there's a bright side to this, Gabby, that I, I don't think you've quite appreciated. EDM played loud, that's a nightclub. 
He's providing a nightclub service to you. That costs money normally to go to a nightclub. Also, wood chopping at the Easter show costs a lot of money to get in. Mm. You're getting two yeah. shows simultaneously yeah. for free. Yeah. None of us can get any entertainment. It sounds like to and, me like the entertainment's come yeah. to and you. Dom, as much as I would love that, if I can't access hard drugs, it's not worth it. Okay, Unless somebody can get cocaine to my house in the next 45 minutes, I might just give myself COVID. I need, I need to either be off my fucking rocker or dead. There's, those are the options. Yeah. <laughs> but Dom, Dom, you, you've done a law degree, right? I have. And I know you're not a practising lawyer. but So not. Is it legal for Gabby to murder this guy? But I would just go, you know, you know what's legal? One thing that's legal, the one escape from all of our problems in New South Wales, mm. you can move. You're still allowed to move in Greater <laughs> Sydney. Yeah, but Dom, that requires me to be able to find a place to move to in Greater Sydney. Have you, have you been a part of the rental market in a while? <laughs> Just go and live in the Chaser office. No one's using it. Did you end up calling the cops? Yeah, I'm not kidding. They're actually supposed to be on their way. For all I know, they're actually at the front door and they've accidentally overheard the entire spiel about a uh, Coke, which we probably, it probably doesn't sound good. I don't really know how I'm going to explain I'm a satirist in my legal defence. On the bright side, when they lock you up for the next four weeks, you're not going to be able to hear the sound. The Chaser Report is sponsored by Depression. It's a podcast by a group of comedians. Two of them are washed-up has-beens. The rest are all disillusioned youths. We've been in lockdown for five weeks. Let's be honest, we're all a mess. And you probably are too. Get some help. Well, a huge day for Australia at the Olympics yesterday, of course. Xander is still there. We haven't allowed him to return home just yet. Hello, Xander. Hello. <laughs> How are you? Good. How's the COVID going? You sound a little bit, uh, shall we say, throaty. Yeah, I mean, it's. I'm just hoping that, that it's a bit of jet lag from mm. the big hour or two difference. But Yeah, I don't could think be, so. Be, I think could, it's COVID. Could be seasonal <laughs> flu. Could In be. summer? That's what I'm hoping for. <laughs> That's what I'm hoping for. It's swelteringly hot over there. Maybe you just got a heat stroke. Oh, well. Maybe. Um, but thank you for remaining alive for this uh, conversation because yesterday was huge. Uh, two gold in the rowing for Australia. Yeah, it's been an exciting day for Australian private schools. <laughs> like, they've won big. I think there's always questions in the Australian public. Why do we keep having private schools? Our public school system is great. And obviously, mm. the answer is rowing teams. You know, we mm. ended England's 20-year streak. It was great to see the boys out there rowing their heart out. I mean, it, it took me back to watching the, the people train on Sydney Harbour early morning. Like, you could see their parents' cash just flying off the back of that boat. <laughs> it was an incredible sight. Oh, yeah, and look, you know, it's their parents' cash, but it's also, remember, private schools are, are deeply funded by the federal government, so it, it's our cash too. It's our cash. Yeah. Our cash got those boys out there and yep. we put Great Britain's run to an end. Yes. 20 years. If we weren't dropping millions of dollars into the King's School each year, yes. we wouldn't have ended Britain's 20-year mm. streak, and that's what we like to see. And tell me, Xander, did the Australian rowing team go out and celebrate after their gold medal win? For example, did they go and, say, spit on homeless people or, or something like that? You know, some of those private school traditions that, that happen? Or? Well, I got amongst it, and like all good private schoolers, uh, NDAs were signed. But let, <laughs> let me tell you, there was as much liquid consumed off the water as there was on the water. It was... It was yeah. a big night, but um, I can't speak about it because, you know, their dad's lawyer's got it all sorted out. But <laughs> it's a fun, it was fun. Um, they got amongst it in true blue Aussie spirit, might I add. Mm. Um, 
It's something you might have seen back in the North Shore at home, yeah. but they they made us proud. And tell me, um, you know, when when you are having a beer with rowers, do they do they shout skull, 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 skull? Yes, yeah. they do. They do. Um, yeah. They also randomly, really weirdly, in the middle of the pub, jump on the mm. floor and start doing like rowing exercises together. <laughs> wow, it takes up a lot of space, but my mm. oh my, puts on a show. Yeah, like. But, yeah, no, it's going well. Another few goals in the swimming where we're really bringing this home. We're coming, I think it was like fifth at the end of the, the events yesterday. So I'm excited. Yes. Um, we're going to keep going. Yes. And hopefully my COVID holds out. And, and I'm presuming that we're, gonna, we're on track to, to win the uh, 100 metres men's sprinting competition. We're always, we're always a big contender in that, aren't we? No. Um, <laughs> I've been talking to some of the athletes in the village. They are... They are training up. They're doing runs back and forth from the mm. showers in order to try not get COVID. Yeah. Um, yeah, th- yeah. They're really training. I'm hoping a lot for them. Worst case scenario, I've been um, stretching a bit and I'll, I'll get out there and do Australia proud. Cool. Look, you can't do worse than the average Australian sprinter, Xander. That's very good of you. <laughs> no, and I mean, you've got to be in it to win it. Uh, I might Stephen Bradbury it. Yeah. And I might take home gold. Well, I think I think that's a great idea. If you go and cough on the rest of them, yes, they they may run out of breath, and and you just come through the middle. Um, It'll really be a race of survival of the fittest. You know, <laughs> whose body can hold out the longest? And I think that's really what we should be testing here: is yeah. human athleticism at its purest. Can you overcome a deadly pandemic while sprinting a hundred meters? Mm. You know, and the answer is no, you can't. <laughs> no. Yeah. It doesn't yeah. work. Running away from it clearly doesn't work. Excellent. Xander, <laughs> thank you for putting your buddy on the line once again and uh, stay safe, even though we don't really care either way. Thank you. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style. This episode is brought to you by Depression. Are you a writer for a movie about teenagers and you're not sure how to make it impactful? Why not sprinkle in some depression? There you go, now your characters have depth. Good job, champ. So, John, just before we go, uh, just a quick update on the Gabby Bolt situation. Oh, yes, what's happened? Yeah, I just heard from her. She's uh, she. The police arrived um, and they, they have arrested her. Really? And she's been charged with murder. Oh, so, dear. There you go. Some good news at last. So she got the guy. Well, well, actually, it's interesting because um, it's not first-degree murder because apparently what happened was there was a, a sort of slippery liquid on the ladder um, and uh, the police are looking into uh, what, what could have inspired Gabby to, to put such a slippery liquid on that ladder. Yeah, so, um, what a random yeah. thing to have occurred yeah. by pure chance. And, uh, you know, like, you know, whether anyone had offered, say, legal advice to suggest that... Uh, Doing that would be perfectly fine and uh, didn't introduce any legal problems for her. Speaking of legal advice, um, have I mentioned that everything on this podcast is satirical and not to be taken seriously? 
and that uh, Charles Firth, who is legally responsible for all the contents of the podcast... Uh, <laughs> yeah, he's based in the Cayman Islands, so, um, yeah, good luck getting me. <laughs> plenty of news goes up at chaser.com.au around the clock. We've got plenty of time at the moment to keep writing it. Please give us a five-star review and bring a brief moment of joy to our otherwise dismal lives. Uh, today's code word is... Slippery Ladder Steps. Slippery Ladder, there you go. Our gear is from Rode Microphones, and we're part of the Acast Creator Network. See ya. See ya.